Hello, welcome to the Family Life Spice, the podcast that inspires you to build and sustain the relationships that matter most to you. Have you ever wondered why marriages fail? Chances are you know at least one marriage that has failed or that is struggling. Sadly, many more are failing today. The good news is failure in marriage is completely avoidable. There are marriages that are thriving. In this episode, you will learn why marriages fail as well as what you can do to build and sustain a successful marriage. Here is Reverend Ademola and Ajoke Adebi on why marriages fail and how yours can succeed. Enjoy. Why marriage fails. A psychiatrist said the reason so many people are unhappy and seeking help to cope with life is that they fail to understand what human existence is all about. Mm. Until we recognize that life is not just something to be enjoyed, which includes marriage, but rather it's a task that each of us is assigned. We never find the meaning in our lives and we never be truly happy. So, we would like to propose to our listeners that life is a task which each of us is assigned. And until we engage it, until we walk it, we will never be truly happy. Life on earth is also a trust, and I've said, which includes marriage. Anything that God gives, everything that God gives, we are to enjoy and is to be treated as a trust. This is something that has been entrusted to us by God, including our marriages. And God has placed it in our hands. Because God owns everything, marriage inclusive, we must take the best care of it. Life on earth is a trust, marriage inclusive. Those who are trusted with something must show they are worthy of that trust. We must all engage our marriages and show God by his mercies, by his help, that we are worthy to be entrusted the life and the care of our respective spouse. The more God gives you, the more responsible he wants you to be. And at the end of the day, we are looking, we are all walking towards God affirmation. Oh, well done. You spent your life well on earth. Thank you. Some of the ideas that people have been throwing out there, which are popular, in the real sense of it, it's like in a lot of ways people were misunderstanding what life is all about. A lot of people view life as pursuit of happiness. Uh, what can make me happy? But the challenge is that oftentimes we are not even able to handle success. We, we get excited. We want more of such excitement. And uh, we use all kinds of things to look for it. And they don't fulfill. Fulfillment in life is not the pursuit of mere excitement and transcend happiness is to know the purpose for life and to pursue that purpose. And sometimes the pursuit of purpose brings a lot of pain. But ultimately, when we fulfill our purpose as human beings, the way God has ordained it for us, we will be fulfilled and there will be joy. And that's the plan of God. One of the things that baffles the mind is two people, they say they are in love. And in fact, when they fall in love, like I love to say it, you hardly can talk to them. They are all over the old place. Within a short while, for some people, it's just one week. For some, 
It can be one year. For some, it can be three years or more. Two people that claim to be deeply in love to the extent that I've seen in the on the documentary somewhere where a young man said he's so much in love and he tattooed the name of the girl on his tongue. Okay? Tattooed the name of the girl on his tongue. That's that's serious. And I've been asking, I mean, I see all these tattoos all over the old place, and I've been asking, this tattoo, is it permanent or erasable? And some young people have told me, those tattoos are permanent. It's scary. The amount of tattoos that celebrities, footballers, some other celebrities are carrying. Somebody can be so much in love that he tattoo the name of the girlfriend on his tongue. And from what we know, the rate of failure, particularly when, when people do not pursue love according to the way the designer has designed it, ends up sour very quickly. I wonder what's going to happen to him by the time that relationship goes sour because it's assuming he will continue to be in that cloud nine of being carried away and so much in love. One of the factors that usually jolts people is adjustment because we have all kinds of expectations and imaginations while go into marriage. It amazes us the lack of awareness that young people have when they are going into marriage. A lot of topics need to be surfaced. Family background, culture, and stuff like that. They are very different. People come from different backgrounds. This month is our own 24th anniversary. Like I've said again and again on this program, I'm a village boy. <laughs> and Ajoke is a city girl. We came together, our values and worldview clashed. Thank God for his grace uh, that is helping us. We are still working on it. So, Background, I was reading an author. They had an argument. In the home where the lady grew up is the father that puts off all the lights when they are going to bed. So automatically, it just she just assumed that it's the job of men. When it's night, everybody is going to bed. It's men that should go around and switch off all the lights in the living room, in the kitchen, everywhere, and switch on the security light around the house. It's just, that's what she just assumed. And she thought that is the way life should be lived. Then she got married and she always tell the husband, have you switched off the light? The man he was in love. He went ahead and he did it. He kept doing it until one day, a very cold night, according to him, he has stuck himself into the bed and uh, <laughs> trying to while away the cold, the kind of cold that we have now. And the wife said, honey, have you switched off the light? He said, my friend, can you switch it off tonight? And the wife replied, in my house, it's my father that, sw that switches off the light, so it's the job for me. The man replied, I'm not your father. And that was a bit of argument, according to their story. So, background, values, even vocations, sometimes will bring tension. Family history can clash. We have a case we are dealing with now. A young man wants to marry. He is planning for it. Got a girl that they are in love, they're falling in love. And the guy, he had opportunity to go to school. He didn't go. And he's not even seen any reason why he should do that. When the young lady told the father, and the young lady, the parents, they've invested so much into her. She's going to be graduating in less than 12 months from university. And this young man doesn't have any fantastic job. In fact, if he lives where he's working now, Whatever skill he has is not such that it's transferable. The man was asking, 
what's his qualification? Has he gone to school? Now, I was talking to the father, actually. I said, well, that the young man has not gone to school is not the problem. The biggest problem is, does he have a vision? What kind of a vision does he have for the future? What's he doing to prepare himself so that they don't get stranded? And according to this man, the young man doesn't seem to actually, he's just floating. Only to discover that um, he's from a broken home. There is no father that has model how to live a responsible life for him. Such background can affect people's way of life. Another case, a young lady is already sleeping around all over the old place, also from a broken home. And statistics again and again has established that people from broken home, they have higher rates of they themselves. Divorcing and not being able to build a very solid home. Such background, nothing has been modeled. If he has not learnt it, there's no way he can relate it. These are some of the adjustments that do crop up. Couples, before they get married, they need to know, they need to be aware that things like this do happen. About a month or two ago, just researching, I stumbled on a testimony. In fact, it's a video and it's on YouTube. Listening to the woman, I cried. The children were complaining. Two girls, they were complaining about their mother, that their mother is irresponsible. She didn't take care of them. She didn't really train them how to live life. And they met a counselor. And the counselor was trying to help them. They were living apart from their mother. They went to look for their mother. And the counselor intervened. And there were so many sessions. They just recorded a kind of a summary of all that had been going on. The counselor asked the young lady that is so angry with the mother, what is really paining you the most? Ask your mother. The young lady, most probably in her mid or late 20s, asked the mother, why didn't you take care of her? Why did you abandon us? Why didn't you give us good training? Why didn't you bring us up properly? What the woman said, it's one of the things that brought tears into my eyes. She said, honestly, I don't know how to. That really shocked me. When she said, I don't know how to, the young girl just busted into tears. Not just other that. She was willing. The woman said, I don't know how to. Because even my own mother did not train me on how to take care of, of a child. And of course, the second question the young girl asked is that, by the way, who is my father? The lady said, I don't know. Now, I'm telling you my own experience of just doing research and listening to this uh, video clip just over a month ago. For the first time, it occurred to me, is it possible for a woman to give birth to a child and for that child not to know, I mean, for the woman not to know the person that impregnated her? I find it difficult to sleep that night. I struggle with it. Even, I mean, except in a rape situation. But we now have a very disconnected, disjointed dysfunctional system of the world that all kinds of things are happening that is possible in fact as i dive more into the idea i saw plenty that is so possible for a woman to be pregnant because you're sleeping around mm -hmm. you don't know for the for it to be possible for a woman not to know the father of her child these are some of the things, dysfunctionality that is going on in the world today that every parent must wake up and we must begin to do things differently, begin to do it in the fear of God. If you are married, that kind of a person, that, that kind of a person needs a lot of instruction. No mother as model. The woman said, I don't even know my own father. Can you now imagine? Mother does not know her own father. She was not brought up properly to know how to train children. She went ahead and gave birth to children. There were two girls there. Is the senior one that kept talking. 
We don't know whether the junior one knows her own father, but the senior one doesn't doesn't know her father, and the mother doesn't know her father. Who the father was. What baffled me is that this lady that is accusing the mother, she she too already have children, two children or so, and from the reference of the counselor, either one of the children or the two were born out of wedlock. You can see generational problem that is going on here. When couples fight themselves to finish. What exactly is the problem? We may need to look at the background to be able to counsel people appropriately. These are the dangers to avoid. In addition to what my husband has said, we continue to advocate that we have to have healthy mindset as we go into marriage. Difficult adjustment. Difficult adjustment can land on a soft heart or can land softly. When we get married and we see men, I share a contrary value with my spouse. My spouse shares a contrary value with me and all of that. How do we land softly after we have said, I do? As I was trying to say, all of life is a test. God constantly watches our responses to people, problems, success, conflict, disappointment, and so on and so forth. Even when we get into married life and we have difficult adjustment, we are trying to integrate and we are finding it very difficult. God, the author of marriage, is also watching. How are we going to do it? Are we going to display understanding or we are going to be selfish? When we realize that life is a test, you realize that nothing is insignificant in your life including difficult adjustment. Even the smallest incident can help you with character development because we keep growing every day. I remember when we were newly married, some friends around us were saying, ah, Adjoke, you are adding weight and your husband is not adding weight. I was so miserable. <laughs> you felt offended. Uh, yes, I was so crushed. I started crying. I said, we are eating the same thing. One elderly woman just said, they are breathing on each other. They are just rubbing on each other. That was very comforting because it's part of the adjustment. The lady is rounding up and the man, for whatever reason, is still lanky and very athletic. So it helped me to grow in character that, look, I have to work extra hard to feed my husband so that he too can have some flesh. In marriage, some I'm of these I'm sorry my energy level frustrated you for a long time. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm sorry for that's that. That's what he said. That's what yeah, he said. I burn it. Whatever fat yeah. he has, quickly. He burning it. You know, he keeps burning okay. it. In marriage, some of this adjustment can seem overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Others are not so significant. But we should keep at the back of our minds. Mm. All of these have eternal implication. God is watching. Because as we have said over and again, our marriages are bigger than us. Absolutely. God is involved. In the area of adjustment, just take another example. Family background. We've come across situations where one of the spouses, because of the painful experience that he or she had had growing up, is now taking it on his or her spouse. Take, for instance, a lady coming from a home where the father is very oppressive and had made the life of the mother to be difficult. Basically, the woman had been oppressed. And she grew up that way. Um, it's something that we have come across again and again. And just watching. This young lady, most probably she's just thinking, 
When I get married, I will never allow a man to treat me this way. She's already building up a particular mindset. She grows up, gets married, and from the first day, there's a particular way she begins to react to the husband. And the husband will not know, what have I done? What is going on? In fact, the lady may not even be able to articulate. Be not yes. be able to articulate that actually I'm reacting to something so, else. Yes. In counseling, I think that's what they call transference. The husband is not the father. The husband is so different, but this lady cannot just separate it because sure. her attention has never been called to you to become aware mm -hmm. that my father is my father. My husband sure. is another man, but different from my father. Sure. And most probably, he has a better understanding. He has a different perspective to life and he's going to do things differently. But unfortunately, because of the way this lady is brought up, he has already transferred the pattern and thinking that the husband is the same and is already reacting even when the man is trying to do his best and to do things differently than his own father. This is part of adjustment and this is very common. I've painted a very, maybe a very difficult one, but all these do come in small way, in big ways. And these are issues that couples need to realize. What is it in my background? What is it I grew up with as a child in my home? What did I see in my parents that have become part of me? Am I trying to replicate the same thing or fighting it? Because it can be either for or against. This begins to affect the home. Now, these are some of the things that should be discussed in premarital counseling. But if it's not discussed, you are married, you are listening to us today, you may need to discuss with your spouse. And you may need to think back what exactly it is that most probably is a carryover that we have carried over into our own marriage and is now causing friction. Bad patterns, don't carry them over. Do away with them. Good patterns, some fantastic things you have learned, good values, godly principles. Those ones, we must maintain them. But there are certain practices, behaviors, character issues that are not good in building a good home that we must get rid of as we grow up. And that also leads us to the fact that we should stop making life difficult for each other in marriage. We should remember that life is a temporary assignment. Mm. I'm saying this with all wow. sense of responsibility yep. and soberness. Yep. I've never been in the company of somebody who has just lost, lost his, spouse. his or her spouse yep. without hearing. If I knew that life is so brief, yeah. why should I fight yeah. him? Or why should I make life yeah. difficult for her? Yeah. So against this backdrop, if we have this kind of mindset, as we continue to struggle in our marriage, we should mm. take it easy with one another. A lady told us one of the things she regretted before the husband passed on was she didn't say sir to the husband. It's interesting. The husband wanted her to say sir <laughs> anytime yeah. she's talking to, <laughs> to him. And you know, these guys are very educated, both of them. And the lady said, no way. And the second thing she said she regretted, she didn't know the husband would die early. They had agreed during the wedding ceremony, the husband should lift her up. And you may now her. kiss the bride or you may now carry your bride. It was either or that okay. time. She had that expectation. Expectation. And the man didn't do it. And they have discussed it. Oh, okay. Yes, they discussed it. That see, on the wedding day, you okay. must carry me mm -hmm. before everybody okay. in your arms. Unfortunately, the man did not carry her. Forgot, most probably. And when they got to bed that night, she told us publicly that she made life difficult for that man. The first night, 
he did not allow the man to consummate the marriage. So when finally death took the man away, oh, this lady was almost psychotic that, oh, if she had known death would come so early, she would have honored the man's request and make life yeah. easy. Whether you are married or contemplating marriage, please remember that life, not just marriage, life generally is a temporary assignment. Don't let us make life difficult and let's trust God to make life work. Still discussing the issue of adjusting, the, the, of course, the idea of expectations, like the example that Mr. D.B. just gave, is a big one. Okay, There are all kinds of expectations, and most time, couples, they don't talk about them. In fact, there are too many, and it spread all over all aspects of life. I may not even be conscious that I'm having a particular expectation of my spouse. So there are too many that we don't even talk about them. Interesting enough, in this example, the woman talked about it. She yeah. had that expectation. Mm. And maybe the the man is a village boy like me. <laughs> he didn't even make any sense. I mean, carrying carry you, you and so what? What was what that supposed to mean? And unfortunately, nobody reminded him to say, okay, he, he carry, carry the bride. Yeah. And the woman was so offended at that. She closed up. These are some of the expectations. and It can come in various forms, sizes, and color. Um, and we punish each other. Marriage is a place to serve to serve each other, when we don't meet up with the expectations, we should allow a lot of things to go, give and take. Still discussing this issue, what about feelings? We cannot afford to live based on emotional feelings. And our feelings cannot be trusted. Unfortunately, as human beings, we trust our feelings. In fact, people talk about it generally. It's my feeling. That's the way I feel. If we follow our feelings, we will never get anything done. I usually give example to young people. That's where I feel, that's where I feel. Ah, okay. Is it every time when you were in school that you feel like writing exams, even adult, grown-up, is it every day we feel like going to work? If you don't feel like going to work, so why did you go? These are practical experiences. So we go to work because if you don't go to work, you're going to lose your job, you're going to go hungry. But from time to time, a lot of days we feel like not going to work, not going to our businesses and not doing anything. But we realize the implication, we drag ourselves and we go anyway to go and do what is expected of us so that we can earn money and put food on our table. Now, we have issues with ourselves as husband and wife and you are now pivoting. You are now sitting on the way you feel and making the life difficult for the other person. What we need to learn is to learn our rules and responsibility and do it in spite of your feelings to carry out my responsibility in spite of my feelings. Job that needs to be done should be done. I should love my wife absolutely without any reservation. And I should be ready to do everything as a man under God, instructed by God to give everything. To love my wife, to lead her as a servant leader, to nurture and to help her to grow, to maximize. So I don't want to do it. We've discussed adjustment today. There are a lot of adjustments to be made in various areas of life. In roles and responsibility, expressions of love. I discover it's not only the Ojibos that want to be told, I love you, I love you. African I discover ladies. a lot of African ladies too. They want to be Nigerian ladies, they want to be told and be assured. Security is a big one for women. In fact, that's one of the reasons why they got married in the first place or they are preparing to get married. Okay. It's security that somebody is there to defend me, to cuddle me, to assure me. A man said, when the wife said, you didn't tell me you love me. 
He said, well, I told you on the wedding day I love you and I've not changed my mind. <laughs> okay. Africa, the right? ladies, they want to be told. So expression over and again. Over and again. Okay. Expression of love. We may not know those things, but as we discover them, we should, it's part of the adjustment to make life easy so that we can build harmonious and joyful home. Cool. As long as we don't view marriage as an institution ordained by God, we will always miss it. You buy a television, ordinary handset, any of these electronic gadgets. You have never operated it before. What do you do? You consult the owner's manual. Otherwise, you can even get yourself blown up, killed by this gadget that you have bought to come and add beauty to your life. The same thing is marriage. The originator had a purpose in mind. He had principles by which marriage should be operated and lived. When we move away from those purposes, we will get into trouble. There's a popular saying that says, when purpose is lost, abuse is inevitable. And when you abuse any good thing, it will turn out bad. Take for instance, some of the things that have been alluded to. Roles and responsibilities in marriage. There are roles and responsibilities for men and for women. And we need to know our roles. When we play our roles appropriately, according to the word of God, we have peace in our home. The tension and all the fight that we have is because partly we don't learn or we know we don't want to do. And we want to be in marriage. Marriage is a place to serve. It's not a place to be served. A lot of people, we go into marriage to exploit, to exploit the other person. Okay? When I get married, a lady might be thinking, eh, the man will just do everything for me. Before I say, eh, he will buy everything that I want. Ah, he will buy clothes for me every week. He will buy shoes for me every month. And the man is thinking, I will have somebody that will be cleaning the house, making the food, warming my bed anytime I want sex, I will have it and all that. So, you see, two selfish people coming together. And by the time you come that way, you clash. Why? Because there's a lack of understanding of what marriage is all about. We've got to get the idea very clear. In creation, in value, we are actually equal. But in responsibilities and roles, no, we have different roles. We have different roles. And we need to learn. If we don't learn, the marriage will malfunction. As a man, I was just talking a short while ago, my role is to be the leader. The leader is not an oppressive leader. emperor that just command and just do things anyhow. A friend a friend that was sharing his own experience with her, so hard on the wife, over-controlling. He said, well, I'm the man, I'm in charge. And the woman cannot even breathe properly in the house, so to speak. The woman said, my sister is getting married, I want to go. And the husband said, you are not going anywhere. My own sister is getting married. He said, yes, I know. you are not going. I don't feel like you should go. And I'm the husband here. And whatever I say is the final. Thank God, after being exposed to the word of God, you now understand better. Confess, I was wrong. I didn't know. He will travel without even telling the wife. And when the wife says, ah, sir, where, where are you? Why are you asking? I'm the man here. Of course, that's an extreme case. There are cases that are similar. The, the leadership of a man is that of servant leadership. To nurture, to teach, to cause to grow. A strategy thinker. In fact, I said that several months ago and the thing has been bouncing back on me. And I've been asking myself, thinking years to come for the wife, for the family, and prepare them. Every man should prepare for the day of his death. Supposing I die now, what happened to this woman and the children, if you have children? It should be part of the thing, part of the planning. 
and be ready and say, okay, I want to do things that this woman and the children, they will not suffer if I just have to go suddenly. I, I don't know whether you want to speak from the women perspective as well, because yeah. they have their roles. I would like to appeal to our women listeners. We've had some of the concerns of our husbands. Our role is to support, also to serve and to respect. When the husband has the capacity and the ability to bring home resources, we are to help manage resources yeah. to make sure that it's well dispensed. Yeah. Everybody has a share of it. And uh, we have grappled with an issue here. When the law so blesses the wife and the wife has this financial power, instead of jumping out, looking down the husband, you are not my leader anymore yeah. because I have more financial power than you. No, you are to serve. It's your home. That's part of the resources, the abilities that God has given you to support your husband. So there's no need to jump out of the marriage. There's no need to go and look for a richer man so that two of you can rub shoulders. Mm. You stay in your home, you support your husband, and you love and respect him. In the word of God, the book of Genesis, the very second chapter, where God ordained marriage. Yes. The first purpose of marriage is to eliminate loneliness and for completeness, to complete each other, not to compete. Competition is so common in homes today between married people. And that goes straight against the very first fundamental purpose of marriage, to complete each other. I will make a woman to be a helpmate, yes, a helper. The man needed help. The woman needs to come in to complete. And of course, that does not mean the woman is lesser. If we have understanding nobody's job is lesser. You just do, husband, do your part, wife, do your part, and you are going to have a very peaceful and harmonious home. Mm -hmm. So we are to complete, not to compete. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Family Life Spice. We hope you found this episode helpful. Please subscribe to get latest updates and spread the word. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.